Welcome to the Lent Easter podcast series from the National Association of Directors of Christian Education. This year, we have invited our board of directors and other DCEs from around the United States to share with you their thoughts on the Psalms of Lent and Easter. Throughout this season, we ask you to consider the message of our suffering Savior and his road to Calvary. As we journey towards the cross and the empty tomb, we pray that you are blessed by these devotions. Now sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and take a listen. Hello there, this is Angela Erickson. I'm currently Director of Christian Education at Trinity Lutheran Church in Greeley, Colorado. And there with my husband, Kyle, who serves as principal. And we have four kids from the ages of 8 to 15. So we are in the middle of family life and kids that do all the things and trying to keep a balance there by having some sanity in our schedules, but also letting them pursue their passions and interests and God-given talents. But since our 12-year-old son, David, has been four or five years old, we've been fully immersed into baseball life. This is absolutely just fine with me. My family is a huge baseball family. I grew up at the ballparks, either playing or watching somebody else play, memorizing baseball trivia. I'm a huge Colorado Rockies fan, and um, no digs, please. We're trying for a better season next year. But anyway, being a baseball parent is great, but one huge drawback is all the baseball laundry. From practices to games, those uniforms get so dirty. Mud, grass stains, sticky Gatorade that they spill into their uniforms makes for a tricky task as parents. You finish a game or a tournament, and before you know it, that smelly, dirty, stained uniform has to be made good as new for the next game. Well, the other parents and I use everything we can think of to get those stains out. We talk to each other about detergents, spray and wash, Clorox too, shout... I've even seen parents take actual pressure washers and use those to get rid of stains on baseball uniforms. So my best strategy, if anyone's wondering, spray the stains on the spots with stain remover. Let that sit for a couple hours. Then soak the uniform overnight in a bathtub with lots of hot water and lots of OxyClean. Then you're going to need a scrubbing brush, even just something that you could... Uh, use to clean grout or even just your dishwashing brush, but really get in there and manually scrub at those stains. And usually that works pretty well, followed by a regular wash in the washing machine. But because of all that work, every time I watch David slide or skid in a game or if it's muddy, I immediately think about how hard those new stains will be to get out after I just wash that uniform. We are a lot like baseball uniforms. Our lives become stained and dirty by sin and We aren't very pretty to look at. Then again, some of the stains might be on the inside where others can't see them, but we for sure know that everything happening there isn't nice and tidy and spotless no matter what it looks like on the outside. Some people try a lot of things to clean up their lives. Some think if they just go to church, they'll get clean. The stain is still there. And no matter how hard I work at this, by the end of the season, you can definitely tell that these uniforms will never be completely good as new. Eventually, there will be nothing else I can do, and the pants will be beyond saving. As we're going through this series of Psalms in Lent, um, one that came to me was Psalm 51, and I know it's very familiar to us, but 
David's talking about this here. Not my David, but King David's talking about this in the Psalms. So I wanted to walk through that here. So he begins in verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Now, David immediately just knows we have to lay it out. We have to be honest. We have to be honest that we are imperfect, that we have flaws, that we have this messiness that we've created that we cannot take care of. He goes on here in verse 4, Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. David goes to the heart of the problem with our sin, and he says, Against you, you only have I sinned talking to God. Our sin doesn't just affect us. Our messiness gets on other people. It affects our loved ones, people we know in our communities, but ultimately reflects our relationship with God, and David goes straight to that point. He continues, Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. You teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. He goes to God for the solution to his problem. And we can too. We know that he is the only thing that can clean up this mess. Now, but it's not like it was just a disappearing actor there magically removed from us we know that god took our sins took our dirt took our messiness put it on jesus there is no cheap grace here there's punishment that needed to happen consequences that needed to come and jesus took it for us that is that amazing grace that we we lean on during this lenten time we we go to verse 8 let me hear joy and gladness let the bones that you broken rejoice that gives us joy even in this penitential time of year Verse 9 says, hide your face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. And God doesn't see them anymore. He sees our forgiven selves. And perhaps the baseball uniforms might be hopeless, but we don't have to feel hopeless about our own stains. We rejoice in knowing that the blood of Jesus can and does wash away even the worst stains of our life. Perhaps some of us here have tried everything to hide the messy parts so others can't see our flaws. We try to get the stains out of our lives on our own by trying harder or striving to do more good things to offset the bad. Even if we as Christians know the right answer that we're seeking to our problems, it's Jesus, duh. We might not live like we know this. Then in the psalm, we come to verses 10 to 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. David turns it right back to where his strength comes from, which is God's Holy Spirit. And we too, unable to keep clean, we lean on his Holy Spirit to direct our minds as well as our actions, to guide us, to help us daily remember our baptisms and what that means to us in our everyday lives. We're no longer under the law. We're no longer attached to the dirt or even attached to the guilt of having dirt. Yes, it's there. But our trust is that God no longer sees it and we no longer dwell on it either. As you travel this Lenten journey, my prayers for you and your loved ones and your congregations that we would all have the focus and mindset to fix our eyes only on this amazing message. Our sins didn't disappear. They were taken on by our Savior and we would just sit in wonder at the depth of that amazing love that leaves us clean. 
And I pray for you as fellow church workers that you would also be fed, nourished, inspired, and recharged by this time in our church year, even in the midst of all the to-dos and extra things on your plate, that you would be able to soak in this message for yourself during this Lenten time. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll close in a prayer. Dear Lord, our lives are dirty and stained by sin. We come to you and we ask you to take away the stain. Your son, Jesus, died on the cross for our sins. That amazing grace is the message that we want to share with others. Help your Holy Spirit be growing this faith in our hearts that we would live this even as we know it, that, that we would show in our actions as well as our words that we know this, this message and we can't wait to share it with others. Walk with us during this Lenten journey as we fix our eyes on you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Lent Easter podcast. We ask you to look for us on your favorite podcast platform to regularly receive NADCE's podcasts during the Lent, Easter, and Advent Christmas seasons and throughout the year. God's blessings on your week.